Welcome back to another amazing, outstanding edition of the Jamie J Podcast. Hey, in today's episode, we're going to talk about three really hot topics. Number one, false prophets and why it's so important not to idolize those big gurus out there. We're also going to talk about clarity. We're hearing a lot of talk about clarity, but what does it really mean for you and your business? We're going to go ahead and clear the air on gaining clarity in a business world. And last but not least, it's Social Media Hacks 101. We're going to share with you the true power of a comment. It's all included today in this episode of the Jamie J Podcast. I'm a man on fire. Sounds crazy, but I never lose. Oh, you know I'm gonna give it all I got to what I came to do. I'm a man on fire. And my day is overdue. This bird is never gonna stop to what I came to do. I'm a man on fire. Mick. You and I, we have both learned from some amazing, absolutely outstanding people. I want to ask you a question. I think this is a really great way to start. If we could only choose one of those, you know, experts, and these people really truly are experts that we've learned from. If there was only one of those experts that we had the opportunity to learn from, would we be in the same places that we are now? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's it's really really important, and it's really easy to get caught up, and you 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 sort of fall in love with one particular. They're such an amazing experience, especially if you go to a live event, and the way these experts they they put on a show, and it's fantastic. so much, and it really blows your mind. Um, and you have massive transformations. You know, like uh, I'll pick on our amazing friend Tony, and not for any uh, reason other than. His shows are amazing and it really blows your mind and really get hung up that he's the only person out there. You know, so if you go there, if you learn from him, I wouldn't learn all of the other valuable stuff that's out in the world um, from lots of other valuable people like Trevor Gray or Trevor or Simon Sinek or these other amazing people out in the world. So it's really, really important that you, you take everything you can, you learn everything, you apply what you can apply, but then you also continue to um, look around, and I think that's something that actually Tony does really well on uh, the later days in his his events. He brings in other people. He brings in Master Co. He brings in Wim Hof. He brings in all these other people add value that you can go and learn from. And he's not saying he's the only one out there, but I only pick on him. It's easy to get caught in his events. Um, so he, you know, go explore these other people. Go learn some other stuff because there's lots and lots of things you can go from different and it's really important to have that diverse width in your knowledge. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with that more. You know, there's no way that you and I would be where we're at without having gone and expanded out. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that you know that I don't. There's a ton of stuff that I know that you don't. It's that sharing of that knowledge that we got from all those different areas and stuff that have really enabled us to really step up, level up, and be in this place where we are right now. Now, here's another danger that I see. Um, and, and my coach, Richmond Din, your coach as well, brother, he shared something a while back there. He talked about idolizing and the idea surrounding not idolizing some of these people, looking at your, you know, your, your, your Tony Robbins, your uh, Dean Graziosi's, all that sort of thing. And, you know, putting them on that pedestal and seeing them as the end all be all. Because number one, when you're putting someone up on that pedestal and yes, please make no mistake. These are some amazing people. These are absolutely amazing, outstanding, knowledgeable people that I have learned. I'll say it. I have learned a shit ton from these people. I'm not taking away from that. That's not the point of this here. 
But when we put those people up on that pedestal, it gives us that presupposition that we can never be up there. They're always ahead of us. Look, what we've got to remember is whoever it is, no matter who it is out there, these are human beings. Yes, they might have a very unique piece of knowledge. Yes, they may have gone on to create great, massive fame and everything. But when it comes back to it, nobody's any different. We're all human beings. We just have those unique skill sets. What's really great about this is recognizing how you can take something from that person, recognize them for who they are, some really amazing people, but then take that knowledge, use it in your own particular way. Um, I'll talk a little bit about Tony and stuff. I, I had the opportunity to serve with Tony's team, and that was really amazing and outstanding. And what I did see from, from going back, I mean, I, I, I did a lot of stuff with Jim Rohn, and I also did a lot of stuff with Napoleon Hill, reading through Napoleon's stuff, his books, Laws of Success, Think and Grow Rich, all that great information. And what I did see, I have to be blind not to see it, is there certain patterns that came all the way up, all the way through Jim, all the way into Tony. A lot of Tony's information, not a lot, but a good portion of Tony's information, it comes from that great base core knowledge. Why am I saying this? Because Tony paid attention. It's something to tell us to pay attention as well, but not to say, well, these people are at such a level that I could never attain that. I wanna, I, I'd like to challenge people actually, and really challenge them with saying, what if you could do more? What if you could actually do better? What if you're a young person right now that you're absorbing all this information, you're growing at an absolutely exponential rate that you could maybe be a better, you could be that Tony Robbins. See, if we're putting those people up on that pedestal, it's like, oh, geez, I could never reach it. But what if you could not only reach it, what if you could go beyond and serve at an even higher level? Now, that for me, that's a little bit thought provoking. What do you think, Mick? Yeah, it, it definitely it triggers you. And I really loved that um, or that content that Richmond put out about idolizing because so many people do that. They put a particular person or a particular business or up on a pedestal and say, oh, I could never be like that. Uh, once they're up on that pedestal, it's really hard mentally to get them off. So it's, um, I agree with you 100% and it's really thought provoking to what if, what if I could serve at a higher level, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. And what if I could be, at that level, what would my life be like? Um, what if I was at that level, how would I show up? And just asking those questions, it really, um, it's thought-provoking, you know, someone said to me, I want to charge more, I, I want to be, um, you know, I want to be, you know, be paid more, I want to be paid as much as that guy. You know, I'm like, okay, well, what's a person who's worth 60 bucks an hour, how do they show up? Mm. What do you mean? Well, if you're going to just think you're going to pay someone 60 bucks an hour, how would you expect them to turn up? Oh, they'd be early, they'd be well presented, they'd be this, they'd be on time, they'd be efficient, they'd have their stuff organised. I said, okay, well, show up like that yeah. and you'll be worth 60 bucks an hour. Oh, oh, okay, so just how would, how can I serve at that level? How can I show up at that level, you know, to serve at that level or to be wherever it is you're thinking you need to be, you know, show up at that level first. You don't, you've got to be at that level Behavior's got to be at that level before you can serve at that level or you can be elevated socially level if that's what you're after. Or, or in business, you can move your business up to that level. You know, how does that, you know, if you hire a tradie for 50 bucks an hour and he leaves a mess, you're like, oh, well, it was cheap. If you hire a tradie for 100 bucks an hour, you expect job. You expect to be on point. You don't expect any mess. You expect it perfect. You know, go up the way 
what you want to be worth and where you want to go and what, what you want to do. Totally. And that's really about setting a new standard for yourself, right? Whether it's, you know, whether it's the fees that you're charging, whether it is that hourly rate or whether it's who you are. That's, that's, that's big and that's important. I've got a, I've got a great piece of content I'm going to be sharing on my, on my own personal page this week on my, on my personal profile that talks about being the person that you want to be rather than waiting for it, taking some steps and taking some action to actually be that person right now. Because here's a little secret. We can do that. We can actually step into that person, whether it's, and I don't want to give away too much content here because I'm going to be sharing it out, but it's the idea behind, I want to be a millionaire. Well, what if you stopped wanting and started believing and actually living that life right now? How would that be? Again, same thing. We're not going to say, oh gosh, you know, a millionaire's up on that pedestal. I could never do that. I think that's a big lie. I think that's a lie that you might be telling yourself if indeed that's something that you've said to yourself. And instead, start believing that you are. Change the dynamic. Change the story that you're telling yourself and your complete entire life will change. Instead mm -hmm. of seeing some of these people as unapproachable, instead of seeing these people as someone, oh my gosh, you never talk to that person because you know they're up there. What if we just treated them just like anyone else? Um, I, of course, live in Vancouver, BC, Canada here, and we're like Hollywood North. There are a ton of actresses, actors around at any single time. And what I've seen, I've, I've bumped into some people and all that, and I don't make a big deal of it. Right? I know who they are. I've seen who they are and stuff like that. But the truth behind it is this. They're just regular people. They're just like you and I. They want to go out with their kids and go have an ice cream cone or something like that. The last thing they want is, oh, they're not interested in that stuff. When we stop idolizing these people and treat them like real people, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Number one, we're going to gain an absolute ton of respect for them, right? I've, I, I, I've been in those positions and stuff. When I went to see Gary Vee, I wasn't like, oh my God, Gary, it's so good to see you. I didn't do that at all. Say, hey, man, right? really great to be here. Really appreciate this time, being able to spend this time with you. And he respected it, right? He absolutely, completely respected that. And I love that. It was absolute gold. We're not going to put these people up on that pedestal and think that they're unattainable or unreachable. They're just like you and I. As a matter of fact, I believe, and maybe this is just only my belief, that no one else can have, just me. I believe that some of these people <laughs> actually want to share more and they want to be seen as the normal people that they are that could completely change the game yeah i agree with you jamie it's you know these they're just regular people yeah. they've got families at home they you know they eat sleep and 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 want to enjoy themselves like everybody else there and they all started somewhere and they're just at a different stage in their journey they're just a normal person like you and i so yeah yeah, yeah i agree 100 percent I'm going to share something that one of our viewers wrote in here. I, I normally I put it up on the screen, but it's quite long. So I want to share this out because I think it's really important. Chris McDonald, thumbs up, high five to you, Chris, for watching. Thank you so much. Look, Chris shared this, and this is important that we hear this. He says, by putting them on that level, it narrows your vision because you believe that their way is the only way to work through problems. By educating yourself on different ways will broaden your mindset and make you unique. Oh, boom, brother. I love that. The first thing you need to do is believe in yourself and then take pieces of each person and make yourself a better person by telling others stories and how you made and how you made their best qualities yours. My God, that's awesome. Right. I'm hearing parts integration. I'm hearing all sorts of things coming in that. Chris, thank you for sharing that. Seriously, straight up. That's legit awesome everyone's got a really key, really unique piece of knowledge. 
take it from all the different sources. It would be like um, uh, eating, I don't know, macaroni for the rest of your, plain macaroni for the rest of your life. It's like here we're seeing people eat spaghetti and um, linguine and this and that, but no, you're just eating plain elbow macaroni for the rest of your life. Does that make any sense? Now, I'm not saying these people that have this knowledge are just plain elbow macaroni, but doesn't it make sense to have some sampling? to go do a little bit of sampling. I mean, we don't walk into the ice cream shop and get plain vanilla ice cream all the time. Maybe we get some caramel swirl one day or chocolate fudge or whatever it might be. The idea to life, the idea to knowledge and everything is to go ahead and sample. So Chris, brother, thank you so much for sharing that out. That is, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Really, 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 truly appreciate that. Now, clarity. We're gonna move on to clarity here. And, and Mick, you, you brought this one up to me. And we hear it lots, right? I want to gain clarity for this. I want to gain clarity for 2021. What I thought we could do here is really talk about what clarity means in the business world. I mean, this is a business show after all. We want to bring it back to that place of business. So when we talk clarity for our businesses, what comes to mind for you? For me, when, when we talk clarity, it means having your purpose and your mission and what you want to achieve, your, you know, your finite goals, like absolutely articulated clear you know exactly what you want to achieve yeah you know you know why you want to achieve it you know what your mission is you know i want to help business owners change the shape of the world uh you know and you know that this year i want to hit i want to change 30 businesses right like right so you are crystal clear and and what that does that flows down in the way you communicate into your marketing to, to everything it flows all the way through your business it flows in the way you show up to businesses you know exactly why you're doing it you know what your mission is you know how many businesses you want to help you know, you know if you've only helped 15 you're going to show up with a level of hustle and intensity because you want to get to that goal and you know where you want but you know you know if you've got you've reached your target and um you know there's more clients and you're not sure if you have time you get to make choices then you have clarity you know well i haven't hit my what i wanted to achieve yet so I need to take on these clients and I need to help grow these businesses or I've already hit my targets for the, for, for this year. And there's a month to go and it's December and I'm exhausted. I'll sign them up for next year because I need to have a rest now. It helps with everything all the way through from you as the leader, how you look after yourself to how you show up, how it just all the way through your business, how your employees, how your team, um, how your talent shows up. If they know exactly why you're doing it, what it stands for, and, and what you're trying to achieve, then everybody's facing in the same direction. Uh, and there's a, there's a kid's movie, I think it's Finding Nemo, and Finding Nemo gets caught with all these fish and they're all flopping around. There's thousands of fish in a big net and they're all flopping around, flopping around. And then all of a sudden they all swim in the same direction and they pull the fishing boat over. They bust out of the net because they all swim in the same direction. That's the power of having clarity: is everyone swims in the same direction, and the, the momentum and the and the I suppose power that you move with is, is intensified. Yeah, I love that that power, and, and and that's such a great story, right? Even though even though it's a kid's story and stuff, and you say Finding Nemo, all I hear is Dory. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> right? That's what's going on in my head. But we got to know where we're swimming towards. We got to know where we're going. Look, I just I, I pulled out this notebook because I think this makes a really great example. And if this is your plan, right? You're probably looking like, what's on the notebook, Jay? There's nothing. If this is your plan, nothing. If you don't have a plan, if you have nothing written out, 
That's exactly what you're going to get. And that's sad. That's really, really, really sad. Now, here's something else. You've heard Mick and I talk a lot about goals. Heck, we talked about goals before the new year. We've talked about goals, and we talked about a goal achievement after the new year on the last show. Why do we keep bringing this up? Because it's the number one most impactful thing you can do in your business to go ahead and achieve your outcomes. If you don't have a plan, number one, you're not going to achieve anything. If you don't have those outcomes clear, you won't know which way you're going. You're going all the different ways in the net and nothing's happening. Someone else is going to scoop you up. And what do I mean by that? You'll have to go back to that job, right? Working for someone else, taking your skills, taking your talents and applying to someone else's business. That's the difference. When you have that direction, when you have that absolute, complete, total clarity with where you're going, what you're working towards and all the reasons why you're doing it, why is important, right? Just ask Simon Sinek. Why is incredibly important. When you have all those pieces in place, man, you get to move radically faster in the right direction towards those ultimate outcomes. What does it give you? It gives you milestones. It gives you something from which you can measure your progress. What do we know about measurement, Mick? Me yeah, measurement matters. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Me measurement is one of the things that will, you know, what you measure is what, what improves, you know, so if you, if you want to look at, you know, when you grow taller and you measure and you see improvement every, every, you know, when you're a kid, you, you want to mark yourself on the wall. Am I taller this year? Am I taller? Am I taller? You know, you will measure whatever matters. And if you want I, I to measure myself, I want to be taller. I want to be taller. I, I, it's just not working though. How's that working for you? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't working out too good, brother. Guys, viewers, you should have seen this. So when I, when I was down in Brizzy there, I met up with Mick there. We're like Mutt and Jeff, right? Like Mick's a tall dude. I'm like a little short, like little midget, like, uh, you know, Game of Thrones, the imp there. I'm just only fractionally taller than uh, than him there. But it was really funny. Here I am standing next to this guy. He's like the freaking giant. I'm like the little midget. And it's just uh, good times, good times. Anyways, I, I digress. I digress. So, yeah, look, if, if when you measure things, it, it puts your focus on them. It, it draws your attention to it. So if you are, it's really important that when you set your goals, when you, you know, know what you want to achieve, that you measure the important things that are going to set you to where you're going to go. And it not necessarily is the money in the bank, because if you focus on just sales, then oh, how many dollars have I sold this month? And you'll do whatever you can to improve that measure, because we want to, you know, as business owners, as people, we're driven to be successful. And if I'm measuring money, then if that's my only measure of success, I'm going to do whatever I can to add more money. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to fulfill your outcome. Um, which might be to help business owners, but you could also be just raising money and you're not really helping business owners. So, you know, you just got to make sure that it's really important that you measure the important things that, that are going to get you to your outcome. Um, and people always pick on the numbers because it's really easy to measure numbers because they're numbers and they're easy to see them grow bigger. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's really important that you measure the, measure the really key yeah. metric. Yeah. It's staff engagement. It's employee satisfaction. I'll tell you what, it is expensive to bring people on. No, that's not a limiting belief. No, that's not a global belief. What that is is an absolute fact. It is expensive to bring people on. Now, many of us who, who, who've not been in those positions, they don't understand the cost. Well, you just, you just hire someone. It's no big deal, right? Well, if you're going through a recruiting agency, there's a significant cost towards that. 
uh, bringing those people on, investing the time to train them, to run them through all the stuff that has to be set up, the extra time for the bookkeeper to get their information in, make sure payroll deductions are proper, all that stuff. It is an expensive prospect to bring someone in. Trust me, it is cheaper. It is quite literally cheaper to invest the extra time and effort into training and mentoring those people over just, you know what, ah, you know what, you're not going to work next, 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 right? I know the saying is, is hire slow, fire fast. And when it's not working out and when that person is, you know, for lack of a better term, a, a, a cancer to the team, yeah, we've got to get rid of them quick. But in the meantime, we're going to do everything we can prior to that to make sure that we mentor and help those people out. This is another absolute key metric that we wanna measure. How happy are my people in this business? Are they enjoying it? Do they absolutely hate it here? Are they gonna tell me the truth when I ask them those questions or are they gonna give me a bullshit answer? Right? When they can give you the absolute truth, it's like, you know what, Jamie, it's really good here, but this thing kind of pissed me off. Oh, great. See, I wanna know about those things. I want to have my team coming to me. And right now I'm in a place where I've actually, I've scaled up to, I've got a team of eight people now, actually eight people just added an extra person on. Now these are contractors for me, but what it's helped me do is quickly get into my zone of genius doing exactly what it is that I want to do. And I'm absolutely freaking loving it. Um, one of our mentors, Kerwin Ray, what did he say? Scale equals freedom. Guys, that's no bullshit. Scale equals freedom. I am doing the stuff that I absolutely love to do right now. Is there more to get off my plate? Yep, I'm not going to lie. There's still more stuff that's got to get off my plate. But I'll tell you what, by having this team, I've got the video editing team. I've got VAs. I've got an EA, right? I've got the whole team that developed my website, put all the stuff together, and I'm loving it. I don't have to touch that stuff. And I mean, I sucked at it. I didn't have the tech expertise or the technical knowledge. That wasn't my jam. But what I want those people to let me know every single time too is maybe I'm having a bad day. Maybe I was a dick to someone. I want those people to tell me because that's an opportunity for me to correct myself, right? Without getting that knowledge, we're not going to know and we're not going to be able to grow forward without creating a team, a good team that has really good solid trust and, and creating that ultimate company culture. Without that, I'm not going to get that feedback. No one's going to tell me anything. It's like, well, I just got to get my money. I just got to get my paycheck. I'm not going to say anything because he's going to fire me. And that's the last thing that we want to do. We want to create absolute radical transparency. That's another right. big key piece. We need that clarity in our business, right? What are we doing to ensure that we have open, honest communication, open, honest channels of communication so people can really share? The last thing we want to do, and here's that pedestal thing again. Right. A few of you watching right now, how many of you ever been in that place where, you know, there's the president of the company and they're up in the corner office with all that. And it's like, don't talk to them. Right. You can't go. You're just uh, you're just an admin or you're just this or you're just that. You can't talk to the president. See, to me, I think that's a little bit of bullshit right there. Open lines of communication. I mean, we're not going to go in there and have coffee and talk with them for a half hour, but at least to be able to share some information, share some feedback. That to me is a sign of a great company culture when you don't have that, you know, that, that, that barrier to entry to be able to go to talk to that person. Look into your teams. Look into that internal structure of the business and understand, is there more clarity that needs to happen from this perspective? Coming back to clarity, what other areas would you look for for clarity in business, Mick? What else? Um. Clarity, I think clarity in the, when you talk about hiring team and, and you know, needing more people in your business is yeah. having clarity about 
what you need to add to your business to make it better. Um, you know, that clarity again, you know, whatever you're trying to achieve, you go, okay, well, I need to be able to service my clients better. I need a VA. That's what I need. Like, and having clarity on the bits that you, your zone of genius, having absolute clarity of where your zone of genius is, what you're great at, and having clarity on the bits that you could get someone else to do better than you can do or as good as you can do so that you can do more of your zone of genius. Just having being absolutely crystal clear on what it is that you're good at and why you why that's important to you so that way you can hire the right people to uh, complement you as opposed to you don't want to hire another you. You want to hire people to do other things, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's really important because lots of people, people like it. People like people like themselves. So if you hire everyone just like you, you've got a team just like you and it doesn't leverage any of your – it leverages all your strengths and none of your weaknesses. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the big things I've said, and I've said it for a long time, long before I was a coach or anything like that, I always said that I wanted to hire people that are smarter than me. Because here's what I saw. I, I've worked for those bosses where you, know, you start gaining some knowledge and stuff like that, and they want to put that foot down on you. They don't want you being better than them. Right? To me, the ideal situation is everyone around me, I want them 10 times smarter than me. Why? So that I can be the actual true business owner, not the business operator. I want everyone to have way more expertise. I mean, the team that I've got building my website, um, they make me look like a mentally deficient person when I try to explain something to them. Now, they don't make me feel bad for it. Right? They don't. They laugh. They joke because they know that's not my jam. Right? They're talking about Gutenberg and this and that. And I'm like, what? It's like, even the fact that I know what kind of Gutenberg is and stuff, that, you know, that, that's cool. But it's like literally that information is just going way over my head. I'm like, uh, can you just put the picture here? Like, <laughs> that, that's my jam. But what did they do? They created me out. They cranked out this amazing, great website for me that looks absolutely awesome. God, there's a click funnel built into it. There's all sorts of stuff. I'm just like, what? Blowing my mind because I chose to bring on someone that's got probably 10 times, if not 100 times more knowledge in that area over myself. Uh, VAs. Yeah, I got a VA team and all that helping me out, helping me with some of my chat sequence, getting the engagement, doing a lot of the work that I, that I really don't have time to. For me, that clarity was recognizing. And the question I like to ask any of you who've worked with me, you're going to know what question I'm about to ask right now. The question I ask is, does it have to be me or must it be someone else? Stuff like social media engagement, full on social media engagement. For the most part, that's got to be someone else. When's my time, right? Well, this morning I was up at 3 a.m., right? And hey, my morning ritual is I like to get caught up. I know everyone says, oh, don't do your social media first thing. I'm different and I'm okay with that because I enjoy that. I like catching up, seeing what's happened overnight, making sure that I get back to people if there's responses. This morning I spent about two hours this morning going through actually getting caught up on social media. But here's the thing, during the day, I'm not on this thing. My clarity is serving. It's working with clients. It's doing the absolute best. Guess what happens at the end of the day? I'm done. I'm absolutely checked out. So what happens? That's exactly when my VA had to come on to help me out with that engagement with moving things forward. It's, it, mm. it's become an absolute wonderful combination, right? So, you know, online, it's looking like I'm online for a good 12, 13, 14, 16 hours a day. In reality, I do some stuff in the morning. During the day, not so much, right? I might, I might pop on a couple times during the day. But at night, boom, it picks right up. What am I able to do? Check this out. I'm able to spend time with my family. I'm able to do the things that are the most important. 
Now that to me, above anything else, above money, above anything, it comes back to family for me. Clarity for me, for me to spend time with my family, I had to delegate it. It must be someone else other than me. So that clarity was like a, now what do I do? I enjoy my evenings. And Jamie, you said it right there that having that clarity, it empowers you to make, it just changes the way you make decisions. And it starts with knowing what you want to achieve and why, and then what's important to you, what are your values are. If you just get clear on all of these, these things, and that's the same with your business and your values, and they should align. And as soon as you've got clear on that, it's energizing and powerful. And if you don't have clarity or you're confused, it feels hard and frustrating. And as soon as you get clear, it's energizing and empowering. It's a, it's a completely different game. Business and life is different once you have clarity. Yeah, yeah. And I needed the help too, right? I mean, I, I, I don't just do it all myself. I don't come up with the, all the ideas myself. I have a coach. I have a mentor. I have people who have done it that are helping me discover the way. That's the biggest thing, right? If you're in business, if you're if you're finding you're not making the gains you want to, go get a coach. I'm not trying to sell myself here. Mick's not trying to sell himself here, right? If you want, reach out. We're going to help you. We're going to do what we can. But the number one thing you can do, and I think Mick, well, I don't think I know, we, we would tell you the exact same thing hands down. Number one thing that you can do is to gain that clarity, to gain that proper forward direction. Go get yourself a coach. Go get yourself a business mentor, trainer, someone who's done it that can provide you with some of those key strategy steps. Yes, the 80%, the 80% is absolutely the psychology. Any coach you go to, any good qualified coach that's done this stuff, I promise you they are always going to start out with the mindset piece. Because I'll tell you what, if you don't have mindset, you ain't got nothing. Would you agree with that, Mick? If you don't have mindset, you ain't got nothing? Absolutely. Um, clarity clarity is all in your mind about knowing what you want and where you're going. Like the mindset, it's is the most powerful tool in your tool belt. So um, anyone is going to start there, absolutely going to start there. And if they don't, then, you know, maybe you need to find a different coach. Yep. If they tell you that you don't need to worry about mindset, you just need strategy, um, I'm going to call them out and say I'd be looking somewhere else because mindset is the first step. And the reason it's the first step is because You've got to fill your own cup first before it overflows to the rest of your business. You've got a there's a hundred metaphors that I could go through that highlight it. There's a hundred stories I could tell you about mindset that you know it's the first step. It always is and always will be the most powerful tool you've got. And if you don't get it right, you're not going to be able to wield that axe. Yeah, yeah. that's huge, Jamie. That's huge. Now, I, I... Massive topic: clarity, mindset. You mentioned something before. You were talking about social media, third part of our trio, some some really cool hacks, some 101 stuff you put in in the in the title. Tell us, what yeah. are some of the things, you know, you're out there, social media engagement, some people comment, some people like, some people give you a heart. What, do we, what are the top five things that you think uh, business owners can do to improve their engagement on their social media? Definitely. Uh, this is something that I've got to share, especially like I, I invest a significant amount into my social media exposure every single month. I'm upwards of almost um, almost a thousand dollars a month that I'm spending on time, on VA, on ads, et cetera, which I mean, if it's ads, you know that you can spend a thousand dollars in a day. So, you know, I'm not doing a lot on ads. But quite seriously, having those people doing the engagement for me and everything like that, it is absolutely key. So what works? I've been watching. 
I've been paying attention and there's a couple key things that I noticed works. But first of all, I want to come back to comments. I want to talk about comments for a minute here because comments are the currency of Facebook. Now, we've heard that. We, we know that. But what does it actually mean? Is it good enough to say hi or hey and that's it? That's garbage. I would almost rather I would almost rather a person didn't comment at all versus actually adding some real true value to someone's post. Look, it's our jobs to do a couple things here. Number one, when we're commenting on someone's post, it's to add extra bonus and value to them. It's not about selling your shit. It's not about promoting your programs or doing any of that stuff. That stuff's tacky. If you want to see what's tacky, just go look at the post on my Facebook page. It's directly underneath this one. If you want to see tacky, go look at that. That's, that's all you got to do. That's all I'm going to say about that. The key well, here correct. is when you're making a comment, do some shit. And I say that because I learned this from Gary Vee. Like, you, you, if you don't know the story of Gary Vee, how he started out, uh, I'm not going to get into all the history, but I am going to talk about Wine Library TV for a moment here. The first year of Wine Library TV did almost nothing. He had almost no viewers. Now, for most of us, yeah, Gary Vee's like, holy shit, Vayner X, right? Everything Vayner, you, you know, he, he's epic. But for that first year, he got almost no views or nothing. But what did he do? How did he grow to be the person he is, this, this media icon, this, this social media guru, right? One of the gurus. How did he go do that? Because he made the effort and made the time to go and comment. He'd work all day in, uh, you know, his, at his dad's shop and all that. At night, he'd be on there. He'd be answering questions to people's questions on Twitter and giving quality content and quality information. He wasn't just saying, hi, hey, giving a thumbs up or something like that. He was actually going on and providing useful value. Wasn't selling his shit, wasn't pushing his stuff, wasn't saying, click below to get my special deal. He wasn't doing any of that stuff. What he was doing was providing that disproportionate amount of value to each and every person that was looking. Pretty soon, simply by doing that, by engaging with people, I'm going to talk about engagement in a minute, but by actually truly engaging with people, he got to grow to be the brand that he is now. That's how all that stuff started. Was it a lot of work? You betcha. We're talking like six hours a night. Now, I'm not suggesting that we've got to go on Twitter for six hours a night and do that. Or maybe I am. Good question. How, how committed are you? Today's day and age, we've got the ability to get those VAs. It's our job, though. It's, it, it's our job to be responsible. If we're utilizing VAs, Look, what we want to do is make sure that they have all the skills, all the tools, everything necessary for them to go out and do a really great job. I did something. I, I got to share this. We got a little bit of time here. I want to share this. I came across a video. I'm not going to say what video it was, but I came across a video that quite literally blew my mind. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So what did I do? I shared it into my ultra high level group. I've got, some, I've got some clients that are in my ultra high level group. They're just amazing, amazing clients. And they're like hungry for information. These guys are like piranhas. Right. You throw something, it's like, ah, freezing, feeding frenzy. Right. They're just all over it. But then I'm thinking, you know what? This stuff's really good. It gives us an idea of how we want to do some stuff. And the context of what it was was around sales. Right. And I said, you know what? You know what I got to do? I've got to pay my VA two hours to watch this, this video because the video was almost two hours. So I told my VA the day before I said, look, tomorrow we're going to do something different. Tomorrow I'm going to pay you two hours to watch this video because it's that important and that impactful. So I did. I paid my guy for two hours to watch the video. And afterwards, he's like, oh, my God, I get it. Because he's coming from a very different place. He's not coming from a mindset of scarcity or, you know, just friend farming everyone or anything. He's coming from a place of, number one, recognizing that absolute total value must be provided up front. But number two, 
assessing each person, right? As these people are coming in, I get a lot of requests. Hey, can you be on my podcast? Can you have a conversation? Can we hop on the phone for 10 minutes? Can we have coffee? See, I'm not typically the one that's fielding that stuff anymore. It's going through my VA into my EA. And if my EA discovers that it, it's going to be a really great fit, if it's something that could, you know, that we can both mutually benefit from both the person who's asking and myself, then yeah, we move ahead. We, we, we look at doing something, but there's a series of events that has to happen before it actually even gets up to me. Now my VA, he's like, Oh, Jamie, you gotta, you, you gotta take this. This person wants this person. I was like, hold on. Right. Here's, here's how this is right here's here here's the way this flows we want to provide massive value all the time and i know i got a little off track there about the comments but what it comes back to is truly making sure that you are providing value it's not about saying hi hello you know those those, those simple little things i also like to use questions i found questions to be just an amazing tool right? we're not prying into stuff as like how many boyfriends do you have or how many girlfriends <laughs> we're not asking stuff like that but we're asking legitimate questions that are designed to prompt some sort of conversation. The ideal thing is if you can get some conversation going within the comments section, what's going to happen on Facebook? Boom, that post is going to shoot to the top because it sees engagement. All the algorithm knows is we've got some good engagement, right? There's some stuff happening. What's going to get the stuff happening and what's going to get the engagement happening is quality conversations. Not those one words, not those one lines, not just that one thumbs up emoji. Right now, sometimes I'll ask people to drop their favorite gift just because I want to have some fun. That's cool. I'm not necessarily looking for a ton of conversation on those, but if there's something out there and if you're one of those responders, take some real time to recognize and celebrate what that person's put out there. Right. You know, not, not just good job. There's so many people that are, that are willing to be vulnerable out there. I love all of you, all of you. And I've seen some just amazing posts. People have shared their heart, their soul, everything out there. And, and I see stuff like nice. No, it's not nice. It's like, thank you for being so vulnerable. This shows the absolute you know, core of who you are as a human being. I love the fact that you shared that out there and I honor you for doing it. How long does that take to type out? 15, 20 seconds. Could it change that person's life? Could that person get some tears in their eyes? Hell, I almost got tears as I said that. Truth be told, when you make the effort, and that's what it is, when you make the effort and put that information out there, you will be rewarded disproportionately. Now, I went on for a long time, Mick. I'm sorry. What's your thoughts about that? Jamie, I, I, um, I let you go because it's valuable content. And, you know, the, the comment and putting things out there, putting a little bit of effort into your comments. Yes, comments are the currency, but it's about adding value. It's about being valuable. Uh, when you go to a party and you are socialising, do you, when someone's having a conversation, do you just go, yep, Yeah. No, you don't. You you ask questions, you engage. If you want to be interesting, be interested, ask questions. Do if you want people to be interested in you, be interested in them. Show some interest in what they're doing. If they put an awesome post up, ask a question. Put some meaningful words in there that are engagement. You've got to think of it as if you're having a conversation. You're at a party and someone tells some really kick ass story if you're like you're like sitting around, you know, that someone tells a really amazing story, pours their heart out, and you, you don't just go, nice. You say, mate, that was so awesome. Really, really love that you shared that. Or, wow, that's what a journey, mate. Oh, my God, that's mind-blowing. I can't believe you're such a powerful person to be able to overcome that. You know, like, you've got to think more in the social context. It's called social media for a reason. 
and it is a social context. So we need to make sure that we are treating it as if you're in a social context and not just trying to get an extra comment on there and giving someone a thumbs up emoji or a, or a you know fire emoji or you know even use a gif that says something meaningful and powerful that's funny or that has some engagement because at least it shows you put some thought into the comment and not just literally generating comments i think it's critically important that people get that that it's social media and that you need to treat it more like a social engagement than um just just adding comments for the sake of adding comments yeah yeah that's humongous the same thing if you've got an answer someone puts a question out there that you know the answer answer in the right way don't be a douche right don't be the person that's like yeah well you know what click my link and it's got all the answers inside if you go to no give the answer be willing to give that information out right be willing to share i will share sometimes i'll probably overshare too much do i worry about it not a chance Right, number one, because I, I definitely, I, I, I practice the arigato method. When I give that information, when I give that money information, whatever it is, when I share that out there, I say thank you for every time I share something. Right? I'm thanking the universe, I'm thanking it all, and guess what, guys, listen to this, please. I'm not the woo-woo guy. I'm not the guy that's out there that's all airy-fairy woo-woo. I'm very much all about how it works, but I'll tell you something really serious. Every time I've done that, every time I've shared that information or given that content out there, free, willing. I, I, I've given so much stuff that I could probably have charged hundreds of thousands of dollars for. But I just, I knew, I intuitively knew in that moment that that person needed exactly what I had to share. You would not believe the amount of clients that have come from simply doing that. It might not be that person's post that I was commenting on, but it's someone else. It's like, wow, I, they'll DM me. It's like, wow, I saw what you wrote on so-and-so's post. Like, that's absolutely amazing. I'm experiencing that as well right now. Could we talk about this? Right? You don't have to be a douchey salesperson trying to sell all your shit all the time. Instead of doing that, go from a place of providing value. Right? And speaking of it, my company value is always to provide. One of my company values, provide a disproportionate amount of service, a disproportionate amount of value all the time. I just, I believe in that. That's absolutely who I am. I wonder what would happen if some of you out there watching, if you took on that same thought, that same idea to go and give that massive value. I wonder how much it would change things. Hey, it's your host, Jamie J here, hoping that you had an absolutely outstanding listening experience listening to this episode of the Jamie J Podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the Jamie J Podcast or you'd like to come on live on our weekly live show, Insiders Elite, we want to hear from you. Simply drop us an email, jamiej at thejamiejpodcast.com. We'll collect some information from you and go ahead and get you, your product, your service, your business featured on the next upcoming show. Until then, have an absolutely outstanding life and business inspired. We look forward to catching up with you on the next episode of the Jamie J Podcast.